Welcome to Me Time, the podcast for women in midlife who've been taking care of everyone else and now say, it's my turn to take care of me. I'm Kim Aceto, health and self-care coach for women in midlife and your host. Thank you for spending your precious me time with me right now. Enjoy the show. Okay, so today I'm here with Chris Kwan. Let me tell you about Chris. After graduating from the University of British Columbia with a degree in commerce, Chris Kwan began her adult life as a certified general accountant. She soon realized that this career was doing nothing to fulfill her passion for fitness, nutrition, and helping others. Pursuing this passion, Chris earned certifications as a personal training specialist, a life coach, nutrition coach, and consistency coach. She made a drastic change in careers and now has over 20 years of experience in personal training, nutrition, and lifestyle coaching. She owns and operates both Core 10 Physical Evolutions, an an exclusively private personal training studio in North Vancouver, BC, as well as Healthy Habits, Nutrition, and Lifestyle Coaching. Chris is passionate about helping women in midlife break free from the cycle of yo-yo dieting caused by cravings, mindless emotional eating, and unhealthy habits. Her unique approach results in better health and guilt-free self-care, leading to better health, less stress, and more self-confidence for life, all without dieting or deprivation. Chris, welcome to the Me Time Midlife Podcast. Thank you so much, Kim. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy that you're here and uh, forgive me for stumbling over a few of those, those words. I don't know why, because they're so common to, um, to me, you know, so that was kind of strange, but, um, but anyway, it's so great to have you here. You actually are local. I usually don't, um, have guests on that are so local for some reason, but you are just across the bridge for me, um, in, uh, in the Vancouver area in your Northern North Vancouver. So it's, um, it's great. And we have yet to meet in person, but I'm looking forward to that soon. Someday. I really am too. Yeah. I think we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> we do. Oh my gosh, we do. And so what we're going to do today for listeners, um, is just, we're going to have a conversation. We don't really quite know what we're going to talk about today, but hopefully you'll find it interesting and informative as two kind of, you know, health and wellness coaches chatting, about stuff. We'll see what happens. (laughs) But um, Chris, you know, you're a first time guest. So I'm going to ask you the question I ask every first time guest, which is what do you enjoy doing during your me time? Well, I have um, a few things that I enjoy doing. One is meditation. And I always try to start my day with at least 10 minutes when I first wake up. Because I know that usually helps me start my day with positive intentions. And I just love starting my day that way. And The other things I love doing is spending time with my pets. Um, I have three dogs and two cats. And one of my absolute favorite, I actually have two sugar gliders as well. So seven pets, crazy, but true. Um, One of my absolute favorite things or favorite times of the day is when I take my dogs out in the garden in the morning with my coffee. And I just get this huge overdose of gratefulness if there is such a thing especially when it's sunny and warm and not raining in rainy Vancouver. (laughs) Right. I just love sitting there and I've got a huge yard. I've got so many birds. It's just amazing. That's, that's one of my favorite things. One of my favorite times of the day. 
I clearly also love spending time with my kids and my grandkids and um, working out strength training is a total passion of mine. So that, that in my me time, the, um, I try to get that in as much as I can. Great. Very, very healthy things that you're doing. Um, what is a sugar glider? Yeah. A sugar <laughs> glider. Everyone asks the same question. Okay. Good. I'm glad um, I'm not the only one. Yeah. A sugar glider is a marsupial. They have, you know, um, pockets like kangaroos. So when they have babies, they have joeys. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, they're very small. They're nocturnal. Um, they have gliding membranes. Uh, in the wild, they can glide from tree to tree up to like 150 feet. Um, and uh, they're very social. They're, uh, they live in colonies. They're, they're very um, social with each other as well as uh, humans. They can bond to humans and they're just really fun. They're really cute. Wow. Interesting. I'm so glad I asked. I thought it was some breed of dog I've never heard of. No, you know? <laughs> we have, wow. our dogs are papillons. Those are the ones, the great big, huge ears on the, the blaze down the center. So when their ears are up, they look like butterflies. So papillon. Oh my gosh. I Okay. I have to meet you now. In fact, maybe I need to yeah. come up to North Vancouver and check these animals out because see, they sound very zoo. interesting. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I have a virtual right. petting zoo in yeah, North little, Vancouver. Little Dr. Doolittle up there. I didn't even know. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, North Vancouver, I mean, it's so beautiful. Like if you love nature being outdoors, I mean, it's just, I can, I'm, I'm not surprised you love to be outside with your animals. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about, um, I think you're the first person I've had on who, um, is certified as a consistency coach. Now, obviously we've all heard of a personal trainer, um, a life coach, a nutrition coach, you know, I'm a wellness coach, but consistency coach, I thought that was really interesting. And I thought maybe we can talk a little bit more about um, what you do as a consistency coach. So can you just kind of share what does a consistency coach do? Like what kind of, what kind of training did you get to become a consistency coach? Let's start there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, um, I got my certification through the cons consistency coach school, uh, which is run by a woman by the name of Sarah Best. Um, and what consistency coaching is, is, um, it rely, it, it, it's based on the premise that true transformation occurs by shifting our beliefs, values, our self-identity, and all of those things lie at the subconscious level of the mind. So as a certified consistency coach, I have a, un a unique set of tools and strategies, um, that address and actually utilize the power of the subconscious mind to help my clients make positive choices consistently so they can stay on track and you know finally experience long-term lasting results tr true transformation by shifting their beliefs values and self-identity right beliefs values and self-identity yes those are really really important in building consistency building habits and you know, maintaining lifelong changes, right? I mean, um, how we feel about ourselves, what we believe, who we believe we are, what we believe we're, we're um, worthy of, right? All of those oh, things. Yeah. So like, what are some of maybe those limiting beliefs, um, subconscious thoughts, I guess that we women, I know I'm generalizing here, but what are some things, some of these beliefs that tend to come up a lot that you hear from your clients? Um, all right. Well, 
one of them, I guess I, I hear a lot. Well, you know, if I, if I lose the weight, I'll always gain it back. Or I am, there's an, here's an identity statement. I am lazy or um, I'm not worthy. You know, if you were made to feel small or un unworthy as a child, as an adult, you might believe that you don't deserve to feel good in your body. And that's going to definitely affect your choices and keep you stuck when you're trying to improve your health and wellness. Right. And mm -hmm. another one that in my personal life, you know, in, in my family, when I was a kid, sweets were really a rare commodity. And my sisters and I weren't allowed to enjoy dessert unless we finished everything on our dinner plate first. I think a lot of people had that experience in mm -hmm. my generation anyways. And instead of learning to recognize our own signals of fullness, we learned to believe that it was important to eat everything that was put in front of us, even if we didn't like it. And we learned to value eating something sweet at the end of every dinner meal, even if we were already full. And so if those learned beliefs, values, and behaviors uh, went, were left unnoticed, left in the, at the subconscious level, it wouldn't have served me as an adult and most certainly not as a competitive bodybuilder, you mm -hmm. know? <laughs> Mm hmm. Right. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I, I mean, that's not even in your bio, but you were competitive bodybuilder. I was, I competed in natural bodybuilding for 11 years. Wow. That is incredible. I mean, I just, I, I mean, I was a personal trainer for 14 years and I was not a bodybuilder, but I do know what it takes to become a bodybuilder. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's just so much, Oh my gosh. I, I don't even, you need consistency. I mean, that is right. Yeah. And you know, what the interesting thing that I realized when I was getting certified as a consistency coach and as a life coach, you know, a lot of, a lot of aha moments happened there. And I realized that, you know, I, I started bodybuilding as part of a, a basically a survival <laughs> method for um, getting around a really difficult marriage. I'll just put it that way. And I realized when I was taking these courses that I had actually changed my identity. And I used to yell at my husband when he would disparage bodybuilding. I used to yell at him, bodybuilding is not what I do. Bodybuilding is who I am. Mm -hmm. And when you say things like that, you're dissing me as a person. And not, you know, not what I'm doing as an activity. And little did I know at the time how powerful that belief really was, because I was actually, because I had changed my identity, as uh, it was just natural for me to do, to make the right choices, it, it affected everything I did, everything, you know, what I ate, how I trained, how I lived. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, identity is really interesting because it's kind of one of those things like what came first, the chicken or the egg kind mm -hmm. of, right? Because in order to form an identity, mm -hmm. um, we need to be able to um, prove to ourselves that we own that identity, mm -hmm. right? Like, um, but we can't prove to ourselves, you know, it's like, it's like what happens first and what happens second, right? We don't yeah. just like, we can't necessarily just say, well, well, I guess you can say this, but then you have to back it up by evidence, right? Like you can say, I'm a healthy person, right? That's my identity, yeah. right? So then you have to back that up though with healthy 
habits and healthy choices and behaviors. Otherwise, your that identity will will not feel strong. It won't right. really feel like your identity. You'll feel like I'm I don't have integrity because I say I'm a healthy person, but my actions don't back that up. Right. So we have to constantly be doing two of these things. We need to strengthen our identity mm-hmm. by strengthening our choices that are mm-hmm. that are going to um align with that identity. Right. True. And this, yeah, absolutely. And this is where one of, this is where the consistency coaching really comes in handy. Um, Because, you know, I work on the be, do, have premise. In other words, you, it, you know, becoming the type of person who would naturally have the thoughts, feelings, and resulting behaviors that lead to the outcome we're seeking. So if we focus less on what we want to do and have, which is kind of what how most people operate at the conscious level, and more on what we want to be, everything starts to flow a little easier. And some of the tools we can use to do that is visualization. Like the brain is super easily tricked into believing that things it's imagining are real. Think about going to a movie, a scary movie. You're in a safe place. You're sitting in a seat eating popcorn. But with the visual effects that are coming at you and the sound, your subconscious brain can't distinguish between reality and and imagination, right? Mm -hmm. So when we work with visualization, we're working um, to make our brain believe that we're, we're already the person we desire to be. And when we practice believing this on a daily basis, our brain starts to grow new neural pathways around those thoughts, feelings, and beliefs. And as a result, you begin to find making the choices that most closely match the vision of your future self start to feel more natural and automatic. So it's, it's, it's basically using these tools to help you change your identity. Repetition is another thing we can do, right? So we can accomplish a similar result um, by using repetition of what I call positive outcome statements. And these are affirmations of sorts. We state in the present tense, positive statements about the type of person we want to become. So I would say, my name is Chris Kwan and starting today, uh, I am, or I declare that starting today, I am one, two, three, four, five, six, you know, we could have 10, eight, 15 of them. And mm-hmm. if we repeat those statements, affirmations daily, it's the same effect. We start to grow these new neural pathways and we start automatically seeing opportunities to make the right choice as opposed to excuses for doing otherwise. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, the visualization is very powerful. I mean, we have to be able to see it, to believe it, right? If we can't see it, um, if we can't even imagine ourselves being a healthy person, making healthy Mm -hmm. choices, you know, feeling Mm -hmm. good about how we look and moving around easily and, um, you know, having endurance and energy and vitality and all those things. And it's going to be really hard to, um, make those, you know, take the actions that it's going to take to actually become that. Right. Mm -hmm. So then a lot of things come back to our self-worth and our, um, you know, like, I think that's, that's really huge, um, how we feel about ourselves and, um, you know, going back to when we're children, you know, little girls, even the messages that we get as little girls, maybe, um, 
you know, I've talked to some people who, you know, had brothers and their mom or dad kind of told her Mm -hmm. not to eat as much, you know, don't eat as much as your brothers, right? Like boys can eat more because girls need to keep their, their weight down or something like that, right? Like these little messages that we get as, as children, um, they're really powerful, right? I mean, as little girls, and then we bring them into our adulthood and they still affect us. Absolutely. Absolutely. They totally do. And we carry them, you know, the beliefs and values that we, we developed as kids and then internalize over our lifetime. Um, they're not necessarily true. They're not necessarily reality, but you know, they affect what we do just as much, right. They, you know, they, they're often faulty, you know, and this is where we get the term limiting beliefs. We don't, we're not aware that they're there um, limiting what we do and negatively affecting our lives, right? Because they're, they're in our subconscious brain. And the subconscious brain is so powerful, honestly. I mean, it literally controls 95%. 95% of what we do is controlled at the subconscious level. And yeah. so wow. when, when you think about that, you know, the subconscious mind can process 2 million pieces, more than 2 million pieces of information at any one point in time. In, in contrast, the conscious mind can only process five to nine pieces of information at once. So 95% of what we're doing or more is, is just happening on autopilot. And, and if, if we have limiting beliefs and negative self-identity statements and on, um, you know, unhealthy habits that we've carried with us through our lives, happening at on autopilot then you know it's it's not good you know it's hard to make those changes right right and also when you just think about how many girls and women um how i mean including us you know we have self-limiting beliefs and i mean this is what we do you know for a living but we also have self-limiting beliefs and we um you know we have messages and and things that we've brought into our adulthood. We all, like all of us, like, I don't think any woman or girl is like exempt from some kind of negative messaging around our identities, around our bodies, Mm -hmm. um, around our worth. um, And not to mention if any of us have had any traumas, right. Or any abuse, assault, Um, you know, we just have so much to deal with. So I just think first we need to be gentle with ourselves because, you know, um, we've all experienced things that make us messed up. Right. And, and make all these positive changes hard, especially as we get older. Absolutely. Most definitely. We all have limiting beliefs and, um, you know, traumas and negative emotions that create more in limiting beliefs, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, a lot of limiting beliefs that are hiding behind negative emotions, you know, yeah. and, and trauma that we've, that we've uh, ha- experienced in our lives. And um, even someone like me who works with this stuff, like I, I'm always working with subconscious mind and awareness and all out getting out of autopilot. I know for a fact that, and this is an entity statement, I am a perfectionist. And that holds me back. 
And I'm still struggling to get past that in business, you know, and in life, right? Mm -hmm. So we all have, it doesn't matter how much we know or how how hard we work at helping others fix things. (laughs) We all have these things, you know. I don't know if you've seen it. It's on Netflix. It's called The Principles of Pleasure. It's a new Netflix kind of special. I don't, I mean, you're probably outside and not even watching TV <laughs> all the time. I don't have a lot of time to watch TV, but no, I actually haven't seen that. I'll look for it for sure. Yeah, it's really, really good. And I don't know, I just, as you're talking, something keeps coming up in my mind. Um, one thing that they recommended, it's a three-part series. It's really, really yeah. good. And um, they said, you know, we women, when we look into the, when we look in the mirror, we often look at the things we don't like mm-hmm. about ourselves, right? We look at, oh, I don't like my arms. I don't like my thighs. I don't like my butt, whatever. Um, so, you know, you were talking about visualization and positive affirmations and, and all this kind of stuff. And I think, um, you know, one of the exercises that they recommended, which I think is really good and it ties into what we're talking about here is starting to look in the mirror and um, starting to notice the things that we do like, you know, and I, I think, this is not a new concept. I think women listening have heard about this or, um, yeah, have heard about this or have heard about, uh, you, you know, meditation, mindfulness. Um, mm-hmm. also what, what else is, oh yeah. Positive, um, affirmations, mm-hmm. things like that. Gratefulness. Um, I think we hear so much about this kind of stuff and we just think, oh yeah, here we go again. Like another you know, thing, but these things actually work. And that's why we hear so much about them is because, you know, you, you gotta like try these things. You gotta do these things. I think they're really, really helpful. I agree. I agree completely. Um, you know, we're kind of going a little bit into the, a little bit into the woo woo area of which I strongly believe in personally of, you know, like the secret, you know, in quotation marks, the secret, like, um, the power of, of positive thinking and what the energy that you put out is the energy that you receive back. So if you, if you're constantly focusing on the things you don't like about yourself, you're just going to get more of that, you know, and if you focus more on the things that, you know, things you want to change and the things that you love about yourself, you're going to get more of that. Well, I'm not too, I'm not, I'm not that woo woo, but I think we have a very similar, um, you know, idea and concept in that, like where you put your energy, like where your, where your attention goes, your energy is going to go and flow that in that way. Right. So if like, we're constantly looking at the positive, then we're going to see the positive before looking Mm -hmm. at the negative, we're going to see the negative, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, like what, this is what I think too, like whatever works, you know, whatever works, because, you know, we, we have to, I know you kind of said it like trick, we have to trick our brains and, and this and that. And, um, I, I like that concept because I, I do understand that. Um, and, but I, I mean, it is kind of funny to say to, to trick ourselves, but, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, sometimes we do kind of have to trick ourselves in certain ways in order to move in that direction. And then as yeah. we grow, you know, we don't have to like necessarily trick ourselves so much anymore. It just becomes automatic. Like you were talking about earlier. So I really, you know, before we run out of time, I really want to talk a little bit more about, um, you know, how to change our identity. I think that's, um, that's the big thing here. And, um, 
maybe you can just kind of talk about the fact too, that, um, well, at least I will say this, it's not easy. We've, I think we've pretty much nailed that down, but right. also that, um, it takes time. It takes mm-hmm. time to, to change our beliefs and our identity. Hopefully you can back that up with a little more. <laughs> you know, it, it does take time, but it's it, and it can be difficult, but it doesn't have to be. I think awareness and mindfulness is key. So if we're, let me just preface what I'm going to say here with just a, a really quick, um, you know, thought is a function of human consciousness. We create our thoughts. They don't just come out of thin air. We create them. We can't, and then our thoughts create our emotions. We can't have, for example, a sad emotion without first having a sad thought. And our emotions affect our uh, beliefs and our beliefs impact our behaviors. Our behaviors become our habits and our habits, the things that we do on a regular basis actually establish our reality. So we can change our thoughts. We can change our beliefs. We can change our behaviors and we can create a new reality for ourselves. And it all starts with our, our being mindful of our thoughts, trying to immediately catch any negative self-talk and negative identity statements, stop them in their tracks, and then rephrase each one of them immediately. So for example, if you hear in your head, um, you know, your inner bully say something like, um, I'll never lose this extra weight you can immediately catch it because that's a, just a subconscious thought that's going to flash through your mind. You may not even hear it go by, but if you're mindful and you try to catch it, you can catch it. And then you can immediately stop it and go, hmm, I used to think I would always be overweight, but now I'm working towards becoming lean and fit for good, something like that. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, and then that's when you can start looking for evidence that that new, new positive thought is true. So for example, using that same example, when you find yourself making a healthy choice, you acknowledge it as proof that you are working towards becoming lean and fit for good, right? Celebrate each baby step you take in the right direction. And then when we, when it comes to limiting beliefs, it's the same thing. It's about being mindful. You start brainstorming, write down all the beliefs you have about the particular area you're trying to change. Um, so for example, perhaps you believe that gaining weight as you get older is normal, right? Then you're going to, ex- you're also going to explore. We talked about negative emotions a few minutes ago. You explore any negative emotions or resistance you feel when you're thinking about achieving your goals and then see what limiting beliefs might lie behind those emotions. So for example, if you feel shame, you know, when you think about achieving your goal of getting lean fit and healthy perhaps your belief is i'm not worthy i don't deserve to feel good about my body right now what you're going to do is you're going to start looking for supporting evidence that these limiting beliefs that you've identified are not true so you know you might think huh gosh i've got a few friends older than me that haven't gained weight perhaps it's not inevitable right so it's all starts with our thoughts, which lead to our emotions, which lead to our beliefs, which lead to our behaviors, which lead to our, which lead to our habits, which lead to our reality. And being mindful of what thoughts are actually happening and stopping them is going to be how we 
go about shifting our identity and letting go of limiting beliefs. Right. So, I mean, for anyone listening, I mean, the first step really is, is to grow and strengthen your awareness of your thoughts, right? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you can't work down the road with all the other stuff you're talking about until you're able to kind of catch those thoughts. And mm-hmm. I think that's the first, the first baby step, right? Um, and the way that you would begin to grow awareness of your thoughts is through mindfulness and meditation. Right. And, and I know you said that you do at least 10 minutes of meditation in the morning, but I mean, you can do one minute of meditation, right? I mean, you got to kind of start small and start where you're at and not worry about how long other people are doing meditations. Like who cares how long other people are doing it? Like you got to start where you are and, you know, move, move up from there, but at your right. own pace, right? We can't at your own pace. Definitely. Yes. Because I think another thing that we women, we, you know, we tend to do is compare ourselves with other people. Right. right. And we think we are supposed to be there and we mm-hmm. should all over ourselves and, yeah. you know, oh, I should be where she is. I should look like she does. And I should have the same, you know, strong self-identity as, as she does and right. all this stuff. But, you know, realize that we are all walking around in this world, all trying to figure it out. Like right. nobody's Absolutely. right. And those shoulds, <laughs> when we should on ourselves, that's actually just more examples of those limiting beliefs. I should be, I should be, I should be. Right. And you touching on your, on the meditation piece, you know, meditation is a great way to realize that we are the creator of our own thoughts. Our thoughts are not us. Our thoughts are outside of us. Mm, right. Right. And, and they're not who we are. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I, I really like. I mean, exactly what you said. And I really like this phrase. I try to remember this, like, just because you believe something doesn't mean it's true. Right. You know, it's so <laughs> and, true. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm going to start doing actually is when I start to uh, have awareness of a negative thought or um, a limiting self-belief, I'm going to say that to myself. I'm going to say, mm-hmm. just because I believe this, it doesn't mean it's true. Right. Um, I'm going to do that. So thank you for helping me. <laughs> with this. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just because I'm having this thought doesn't mean it's true. And then rephrase the thought. There's the next step is refer the thought into something positive. Right. 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 That's, that is, uh, you know, and then the next step after that is looking for evidence that the new uh, restated empowering thought is actually true. Right. Right. And maybe that first um, you know, that evidence or, or that, that positive thing that that positive identity that you're moving toward, um, maybe it's not too big at first, right? Because then it can be overwhelming. Like, oh yeah, yeah. no, I don't really believe that it could be something small that you see that. And the other thing you can do is you, you know, if I told someone who was 80 pounds overweight, to repeat over and over to themselves, I am thin, I am thin, I am thin. It's not going to work. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> Their exactly. subconscious mind is just going to go, yeah, right. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's where we introduce progressive statements. And right. we say, I am working towards. And your subconscious mind can, you know, first of all, like I said, you put it in the past, you can say, I used to think, right, mm-hmm. that I was. I was, would always be overweight, you know, and then you make the progressive statement. Now I'm working towards becoming lean, fit and healthy for life. And your subconscious mind will go, whoa, 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 wait, what? 
we're we're not we're not going to be overweight anymore and you know and it's it shakes it up right right i love it that's great thanks for sharing that last part i think that's important mm -hmm. the progressive stuff yes Okay. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for coming onto the podcast. I'm going to put your website, Facebook, Instagram. You have a free guide as well that people can download if they go to um, the show notes and click on that. Um, it was really great talking with you. And I look forward to meeting you and your little critters in person someday. <laughs> I really look forward to meeting you as well, Kim. Thank you so much for your time today. I found this really insightful. It was really, really fun. Thanks for listening. If you find the Me Time Midlife podcast valuable, please tell your friends about it. And if you haven't yet, you can also subscribe to the podcast or leave a positive rating or review, which is always greatly appreciated. If you're on Facebook, you can stay up to date with the latest episodes by following my coaching page, Transformation Wellness for Women. And finally, if you've been taking care of everyone else and now say, it's my turn to take care of me. I invite you to join our Me Time Midlife community on Facebook, where we continue the conversations we have here on the podcast. Simply go to metimemidlifepodcast.com and click on Me Time Midlife Community to learn more and join us today. It's an honor to produce this podcast for you. So thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.